Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Let's say you accept Jesus Christ on Sunday. It's wonderful. There's a great change. There's forgiveness, a brand new start. Nobody can give you that but God. And you feel terrific. But the very next morning, you notice something that could be a surprise to you. Living the Christian life doesn't come automatic. What do you notice the next morning? Well, you notice temptation. Some people do Christianity a disservice by claiming that if someone gives their life to Jesus, that all of their problems will magically go away. Their marriage that's on the rocks will be repaired. The drug problems will end and on and on. Pastor Mark will teach that these claims are not biblical, and he'll explain why it just isn't true. You'll find out about the reality of who you are and why you are your own worst enemy when trying to live your life for Jesus. You'll also find out how to overcome the obstacles that are put in your way by your flesh, the world, and the devil. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 4 as he begins his message, Under His Influence, The Battle. Let's turn to John chapter 3, verse 3. Now, sometimes we don't like to watch the news because the news seems to be so negative. Everything is bad. It's not good news, it's bad news. Well, this week is good news, wasn't it? When you saw Laura Ling and Una Lee, when they were freed from the bondage and under the influence of this horrible nation called North Korea. Did you read what they were fed? It's normal food for most of the Koreans, the North Koreans. Their rice was mixed with pebbles. That's the way they fill the stomachs of the North Korean people. See, we don't realize what that's like. They were freed from that bondage, from under the influence of North Korea. And they came to the United States where freedom still reigns. See, we're in a series called Under His Influence. What does that really mean? Here's the definition. First thing to write down today. Under the influence means this. To have an effect upon, to shape, and to regulate or control a person's life. Now, we're not robots, but God designed us to come under His influence. From the moment you were created... You were created and designed to live under the influence of God. You and I can't do life alone. We define God, as the Bible does, as a trinity. God the Father, 
God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And the moment a person repents of their sins and asks to be a follower of Christ, God sends God the Holy Spirit to come and live in the life of that believer. So if you're a follower of Christ, you have God, the Holy Spirit, living in you. Why? Well, we'll learn all the things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. But the key one is this next statement, which you want to write. That means every day, it's a lifestyle, it's not a Sunday deal. Every day, every Christ follower is to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit into our life. The Spirit of truth. Now, once the Holy Spirit comes in and we move under his influence, there will be a difference in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our words, and for sure, in our actions. Now, the problem is this. Let's say you accept Jesus Christ on Sunday. It's wonderful. There's a great change. There's forgiveness, a brand new start. Nobody can give you that but God. And you feel terrific. But the very next morning, you notice something that could be a surprise to you. Living the Christian life doesn't come automatic. What do you notice the next morning? Well, you notice temptation. Those of you that like fried dough with sugar and stuff all over, how many like fried dough? Come on, be honest. Yeah, that's right. Just be honest. I like fried dough. Well, we pray for, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, he wants to control you. You say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, if you want me to stop at Krispy Kreme today, make sure the hot and now sign is flashing. You've been there, haven't you? And you're driving slow. You don't see it. You're driving slow. It's not on yet. Come on, Holy Spirit. I know you want me to stop. And you go by and it isn't there. What I discover is people drive around the block 24, 25 times until it flashes. And then you go, hallelujah, cold milk, dip it right in, right to the arteries, man. Perfect. You see, what we discover is, even though now we're a follower of Christ, there's still our old nature, that sinful nature that wants to have control. Even though I come under the influence of the Holy Spirit who lives in me, there's something else that's still there. Write this statement down. Every person is born with a sin nature or Sometimes the Bible calls it the flesh. Now, what does the flesh mean? The flesh simply means this. My flesh is everything I am minus God. Everything I am minus God. Well, how did I come? How did I become born with a, a sin nature? How does that work? Well, that sin nature came because of two wrong choices. Let me give you both of them. First, Satan, a created being by God, 
was created to be a worshiper of God. In fact, Satan, in the beginning, given a free will, was the lead worshiper before man was created in heaven. And he would worship God. Well, over time, even though he was created under, obviously, the influence of God, over time, pride rose up in his life. And Satan began to say this, I don't really want to be a worshiper of God anymore. I want people to worship me. And so, because he had a free will, he moved out from under the influence of God. And he said, I'll be God and people will worship me. Well, because of that, God said to him, you chose to come out from under my blessing. You're not in heaven anymore. And he kicked him out to our world. No man yet, no creation yet. Now, when God created the heavens, he created millions and maybe billions of angels. We don't know how many. One third of the angels chose to come along with Satan. And so one-third of those angels came out from under the influence of God and came under the influence of Satan. And today they roam our world, literally, and we know them as demons, or sometimes you'll hear this word, evil spirits. So instead of one kingdom, the kingdom of God and everybody's under the influence, Because of Satan's choice, we have two kingdoms, kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Man was not yet created. So God creates Adam and Eve, and he gives them the same choice that he did Satan. And Adam and Eve were under the influence of God, and they enjoyed the Garden of Eden. They did all these things. They just loved God. God was good to them, gave them everything they needed. He gave them one little warning, don't do this. Satan... Wanting to be worshipped, came to Adam and Eve, Eve initially, and said to her, you can be your own God. You can come out under the control of God. God doesn't really want good for you. Notice he said no to that. You can be your own God. And so he influenced Eve to choose to come out from under the influence of God. And Eve began to do her own thing with her husband, Adam. The problem is, they weren't doing their own thing. There's only two kingdoms. They moved out from under the influence of God to under the influence of Satan. You see, if you're here and not a believer of Christ, you think you're ruling your own life. Oh, no, 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 no. You're far deceived. Because the person that's really ruined your life is Satan. And by the way, Satan has a goal for you, John 10 tells us, it's to steal and to kill and to destroy. So every person living on our earth is under one of two influences. The influence of Satan himself is underneath that. Or the influence of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So when man moved out from God... That was defined by God as sin. Notice the middle letter is I. It stands for independent. So sin simply means this. I became the self-centered person. 
I live independent from God. I don't want God ruling my life. I'm going to do my thing. That's all sin really means. It simply means living life independent out from under the influence of God. Of course, we know it doesn't really mean independent because I'm really in bondage to Satan. He's actually input empowering my life. Now, Jesus said, if you become this sinner, you come under a rule just like North Korea, where there's bondage and when there's death. Jesus said it like this. I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Now, this bondage Spiritual bondage ends in separation from God forever in a place called hell. See, the wages of sin is death. So either you and I were under the influence of God because we've chosen to have God come live in us, Christ follower, or we just choose to do life forever without God and we're under the influence of Satan even though we're deceived and we're thinking we're doing I think you some of you are older you remember this you remember the song I'll do it my way remember that song some of you younger could have a little beat to it or something I'll do it my way if you're here and you're not a Christian you're doing life your way but you're not really you're doing it Satan's way well Pastor Mark how does how does this separation from God this hell how does that actually work here's how it works very clear At the end of my life, your life, you said to God your whole life, I really don't want to do your way, God. I'm doing my way. God gives us a free will. We can do that. Now, he constantly tries to bring us to him, but we can reject that. So at the end of life, God just says this. Okay, you wanted to live independent of me while you were on earth for 40, 70, 120 years, whatever. I give you your wish. You will live independent of me, from me forever in a place called hell. That's how it works. And you say, well, God's a bad God. No, 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 no. God gave you a choice, just like Satan, just like Adam and Eve. All of us have a choice of who to come under on this earth. And then that obviously has great ramifications for where we spend eternity. This is amazing to me because sometimes we don't get it. Notice the little children that I dedicated today. What nature were they born with? A sin nature. Those innocent babies have a sin nature. How come? Because that came from their mom and dad who have a sin nature. Whose mom and dad had a sin nature. And it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, the gene pool of humanity was corrupted forever. Well, can they change? Can a person move out and get rid of that sin nature, get rid of the sin that damns them to eternal hell? Yes, they can. I've asked you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 3. Let's look there. John chapter 3. Open your Bibles. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, a very religious man that wanted to know how to be free. Notice Jesus says in verse 3, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is, say it with me, is 
born again. Look at verse 5. Jesus goes on. I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God. In other words, no one can go to heaven. Unless he's born of water, natural birth, the mother's water breaks. And of the Spirit, capital S, born of the Spirit. So Jesus came to this earth. And he was telling Nicodemus, here's how you can get rid of your sin. You can't do it by religion. But I came to free you from the bondage and death caused by your sin, Nicodemus. The first steps, well, it simply means that you ask me for forgiveness, admit you're a sinner, believe in me and start to follow me. Now that process or that event, we call by lots of names today. Salvation, regeneration, born of the Spirit, or the one we just announced out loud, born again. Now, the word again in the original language means from above. It means a supernatural birth that only God can give. So when that happens in a person's life, here's what the Scripture says. Jesus would say it. You'll hear it numbers of times today. In John 8, 36, Jesus says this. You can finish the statement with me. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. indeed. Notice, if the Son, S-O-N, sets you free, you're free indeed. Now, here's the surprise in our life. I've already given you a little link in a minute with Krispy Kreme. The minute I become a Christian, it happens in an instant, by the way. It's supernatural. My sins are removed. I get God living in me. The minute that happens, here's the problem. The Holy Spirit moves in. Now, wouldn't you think that the minute the Holy Spirit moved in, the sin nature that was in me before would move out? How many think that would be good if, if when God moved in, that temptation to always give in to what's wrong would move out? How many think that would be a great thing? Hallelujah. I have bad news for you today. <laughs> it didn't happen. Well, Pastor Murray, what kind of a God is God? He changes me and then he leaves the old me in there? Yes. Why? Here's why. If the minute you got saved... God removed your sin nature from you. It wouldn't be long before we wouldn't be coming under the influence of God. We'd try to rule our own life again. I don't need God. I'm doing a pretty good job. Say, Pastor Mark, I don't believe that. Oh, no, no, look at your own life, and I have to look at my life. This is how all Christians live to some degree. You see, during this next week, You'll have an opportunity every single day to live under the influence of God, which will change you, where the Holy Spirit will say, do this and don't do this. And we either obey or not obey. But very often during a week, maybe a day or two, you and I will not be in the word. We don't think about heaven. We don't think about spiritual things. And we just do life by my own wisdom. But if during this week, you get a lab report, The school where your child is going to, the principal calls you. Your husband comes to you and says, I don't want to be married anymore. You go to work and they said, the layoff starts today. You're one. The bank calls and says, we can't refinance the home. What happens? 
Are you going to do life as normal as a Christian? No, I'm right back under what? The influence. Oh, God, help. Does that sound familiar to anybody here? You see, if things are going good, I really don't have much to do with God very often. It's when I get in trouble. Help! And by the way, is God there for us? That's called grace. So God didn't remove that sin nature to remind us of one thing. We can't do life alone. I need him every day in my life. He knew us. Oh, does he know us. Now, when the Holy Spirit came in, he came in to empower us to dwell in our hearts. But I have that old nature here. What does that conflict look like between the spirit and my flesh? Now, we're going to be in two books mostly today, Romans and Galatians. So let's turn to Romans chapter 7. You're only two books away from it. Just turn toward the back of the Bible. Romans, go to chapter 7. Now, the great apostle Paul wrote Romans and he also wrote Galatians. And Paul says some things about this conflict in our bodies, in our spirits, that you'll relate to very easily. Notice what he says in verse 15. This is not Joe Blow on the street. This is the apostle Paul who wrote most of the books of the Bible in the New Testament. Notice what he says. Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Does that resonate with anybody out there? See, Paul says, it's like I have a Dr. Hyde and Jekyll inside me. The things I don't want to do, I find myself sometimes doing them. And the things I know I shouldn't do, what? There I am. And so Paul begins to talk to us. And what he's talking about, he's going to give a situation. Can I be delivered from that conflict? Can I ever win this conflict? Well, I'll give you a little hint. Yes, and we're going to talk about that today because that sounds very familiar to us. But it reminds us of something that is a little bit of doctrine, the study of God and doctrine theology. You don't have to write the words down, but you need to understand it. The moment you came to Christ, salvation happened instantly. We call that justification. What happened when you came to Christ? What happened when you became a follower of Christ? You were saved from the penalty of sin. What was the penalty of sin? Spiritual death, separation from God forever. So Jesus says, I'm going to come into your life. I'll forgive you of your sins. Instantly now, you can go to heaven. Because the penalty of sin, death, spiritual death, separation from God, is wiped out. Pastor Mark, in today's teaching, talked about how mankind got to where they are today. You learned about the wonderful beginning of mankind's history and the big mistake Adam and Eve made. You were made aware of people's slavery to the devil, God's efforts to free them through Jesus' death and resurrection. You also heard about the battle that you, as a Christ follower, go through every day. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching under his influence, the battle. He's going to be focusing on the battle the Christ follower has to fight every day of their lives. You'll learn about the power of temptation and the ways that you can fight back against it. You'll also be told about how Jesus broke the power of sin and how you can experience that in your life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through his series called Under His Influence, The Battle. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.